Welcome back to the Takes of the Telluris podcast. My name is Talon Hauser, alongside my co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. And our other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? Good, man. Good. We played some played some basketball today. Played some football. Very sore. Good day. Very, uh, we're very injured. Um, my I'm lip so hurts. Tired. His shoulder hurts. Caden's yeah. everything hurts. It's only like 8.40. I feel like an old man. I just want to go to bed. I know, yeah. I feel like it's like Dude, daylight savings sucks, man. Oh, it's terrible. Like... I genuinely think it feels like it's twelve right now, and it's eight forty. Yeah. I feel like yeah, like I said, like I feel like grandpa. We just missed the early bird special, you know. I know. <laughs> I didn't get my senior discount. God, I feel like I've got to go watch Family Feud or something. Gotta so go watch. That's an old thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Nate, well, the topic. so as you know, we didn't have an episode last weekend. Uh, kind of had some technical issues, and I was out of town, so I wasn't gonna be on it anyway. So. We yeah. did talk some great football. Talk potentially about a team. That I like and lost. Yeah. Hey. But rest in peace, my You boy. know what, Nate? I'll bring this up real quick because <coughs> it's part of the lost tapes of Takes with the Tailgaters now. There's lost a couple of those. The lost takes, yes. <laughs> There's a good um, amount of those. Yeah. Talent can back me up here. I gave Philip Rivers a lot of credit last week. He did. Aww. I said, Philip, if this was your last season, I genuinely enjoyed playing against you twice a, w- twice a year. I think I said that. Dude, fucking talk about that. Twice a year. Twice a year. For what, like fifteen years? I mean, I didn't watch half of those because I'm not a football fan. But every time. that was part of it. That was the, that was the fun part. That but helped. you know, it was like chi- trash Chiefs, good Philip Rivers, um, made for good football. But um, all joking aside, like great career, and I just wish he had gotten at least one ring. Honestly, that's was he just the was one never thing good he was always lagging. He was always like. His team's just always found a way to lose. Yeah, there was true. a year where he had the best defense in the league, best defense, and worst special teams, and that's why they didn't make it's it. Best, best, offense best, offense best offense and defense. defense. Okay. The worst special teams in the league. And they there you go. Wasn't that like a couple years ago? It was like 09. Yeah, it was, it was back when they had Hudson. It was a fact. Oh, that's not a couple years ago. Anyway, so yeah, no episode last week, but make it up for you guys because a banger this week. An absolute banger. Yeah, so, so many trades. It's going to be a long one probably. So obviously we have our best of this week. And our weekly winners, Harden trade recap. So that happens, yeah. Yeah, we, so we that missed out happened. on that. Uh, James Harden. That actually happened the trade. day after. Yeah, you know what? We got to do a little conversation. Like maybe it's a good thing that the episode didn't get posted because that happened the day Literally after we filmed. Literally, Caden during that that fake episode, that lost episode, said, "Talon, do you think James is going to get traded this season?" And I said, "I just don't see it." <laughs> <laughs> then the next day. I look at my phone at work. Oh, shit. It's like the little <laughs> oh. SpongeBob 24 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Harden trade recap. We're going to go through like the teams, you know, what we think about the deals and what we see coming uh, coming out of the trade in the future. Then, Sean Watson comes down the news. We missed Thank <laughs> God. Houston Houston fans are punching the air right now. Oh, dude, James and Deshaun. Oof. I don't know about highest in the room, but they're definitely the saddest in the hey, room. Hey, guys, but you know what? They've got some great organizations in Houston who are going to make it up for them. What makes you say that? Because they're so nice. Oh, <laughs> I think that's the I thought Nate picked up on that, but <laughs> no, I was like, wait, I was like, I was like, yeah, what? 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 <laughs> I, we'll talk about the Texans. And then there, after so. the Deshaun Watson, you know, kind of potential trade talk, we're Debacle. gonna go through some NFL playoffs, Ooh. which is always fun My stuff. Favorite. And at the very end of that, we're gonna talk about our favorite Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, pretty exciting Ooh. episode, dude. It's gonna be a banger. So starting it out, bully. The best of this week. My best of this week. Guys, we dog on Kyrie Irving a lot, and he's actually a good guy. Um, I will say I've been at the top of the list for people who have dogged on him, and then I saw this list, and I felt kind of bad. 
So in case you don't know, this week he bought George Floyd's family a home, um, according to Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson was apparently really close with George Floyd. Stephen so. Jackson has really good um, intel in the league because he was a former player. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just some other things Kyrie has done this year in his consistent media bashing. Um, he donated over 300 grand to Feeding America, partnered with City Harvest to ensure that 250K meals were distributed to New Yorkers, partnered with Nike to donate 17 pallets of food and masks to the Standing Rock Seahawks tribe. I'm sorry, I just absolutely butchered that. But those are just a couple things. This is per ESPN, by the way. Um, just a couple tribes, things. dog. Yeah, my bad. Um, but you know what? Kyrie's a good guy, and I think we might bash him a little bit too much. Because he also came out this week and said like he just needed a pause because he'd had some personal stuff going on, and he apologized to everybody. One one like one on one, he apologized to everybody like directly. Which yeah, that's pretty. That's that shows me a lot about where they're going. But see, going the whole thing with that. Kyrie, it's like now what? You know, can you be? Yeah. You know, can you be that guy who's apologizing? Yeah. I mean, it's also funny that. You know, his apology came after they traded for him, apparently. <laughs> that did yeah, not, that did not help. Yeah. Coming back to the team. Yeah. Right. Anyway, oh. Tom, what's the best of the week for you? Best thing I saw this week, uh, you know, we all know the Saints, Bucks played. Uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time played, Breeze and Brady. And, and you know, Brady beat him. And after the game, they just had the most wholesome moment probably in the NFL for a while. Um, just, just Brady throwing with Breeze's kids, man. Just talking. Dude, that kid... Think about that down the road. That kid doesn't even realize how much that Dude, is, he, how he big does, a deal like that right is. Right now, he's going like, to talk to his grandkids. Like, like I was catching passes from Tom Brady. Yeah. And my dad was reading. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, well th- that part was that's just like one. a given. That, that's obvious. It's like, I think your, your grandkids would just figure out at some point, like, hey, kids, your uh, your great-granddad was an NFL yeah. quarterback. But, it, it, like, especially if they ended up end up wanting to get in football. and Yeah. And that would be a moment they talk about for a long time. So, it was just such a cool moment because I mean, there there hasn't been a feeling more than this was his last game than Drew Brees' last game, yeah. and like we all we all know it. It's a, it's that was his last game. Yeah. He, like the way he looked out at the arena before he left, and yeah, yeah, it was it was really sad to see him go out that way. But we'll talk about that more later. But seeing Brees and Brady just kind of just hang out. I didn't right realize they were so they close. Were Maybe they're not. That was just kind of like I mean, you know, but. Those type of guys, it was they a can kind of yeah. It's just more of a just mutual respect kind of thing, and and it, it's just really cool. I mean, after you just battled in the playoffs, yeah, and then you're just like, all right, yeah, I'll just throw around with the kids like you're in the backyard. Oh no, we're actually on a football field, and then uh, yeah, so it was a really cool moment. That's my best of this week. My best of this week is Bills fans once again. I think we've talked about it mo- a couple times on the podcast. You know how much they raise money, and just. What an amazing fan base they are. Yeah, the first time was, like, what, Josh Allen's grandma? Yeah. They raised, like, almost half a bill. Wasn't it something crazy like that? It was something stupid. It was insane. Maybe, like, 500K. I could be wrong. It's either, like, either way. (laughs) A lot of money. Half a mil. It's 500 something. Half a billion or, like, half a million. I don't know. It was a lot of money. I'm sure we could look it up. Yeah, just type it in. There we go. Anyway, Bills fans raised 150 grand plus for Lamar Jackson's charity. After, you know, he, Lamar Jackson, at the airport, Bills fans were, you know, were trying to, like, meet him and stuff. And he signed Bills stuff for them, and he took pictures with them. So, I mean, it's kind of a double, you know, amazing, you know. They raised $1 million. Thank you. So, you know, just you see the kind of man Lamar Jackson is, such a just 
for the fans, guys. Just such a great kid Over to have in the NFL. Such an educator. And then you get to see the amazing, you know, personality of the Bills fans. Yeah. Just, you know, raising money for good causes, you know. Dude, it's hard. Like, if the Bills beat the Chiefs this weekend, it's going to be hard to root against them because it's like their playoff history, their fan it's base what is we so felt amazing. Last year. Uh, yeah. We felt like we finally broke through, man. And, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we all got our – the Chiefs-Titans game was a year ago today, and we all got our year-ago memories. And I had everybody sending me a year ago today of me just bawling as we won. Yeah. <laughs> and that that would be that moment for the Bills. Yeah. So as much as I want the Chiefs to win this weekend, and as much as I, I – I just – I think that would be that kind of moment for the Bills fans. And yeah. it's hard to root against people who are, are like, donating to the, all the opposition. They're like, they sorry for your loss. And, man, they just – and they they're, they're, they're they're the they're the niceness and like they're the it's because they're so close to Canada, yeah. Uh, and but like they've got that niceness of like you know they're donating all, but they've also got their wild side and fun side where they're breaking through tables. That's literally the logo, the logo. of Canada's break. That's based on Bills fans. Yep. So, oh, I really can't root against them then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jumping on the table. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> them. You're literally jumping on this table. So anyway, my weekly winner, Dion Fox. Also, I just want to point out. That I don't think we did this on purpose, but we are actually sitting in the exact same uh, arrangement that the logo is. What a wild tidbit. Okay, thanks, Alan. That was <laughs> <really> <laughs> informative. <laughs> Anyways, Darren Fox. Darren Fox dropped a cool little 43, his career high, and 13 assists on top of it. Sheesh. Talking, Darren. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? No, I didn't like that. Uh, that was. Sheesh. That was crazy, though. Only way you can just only only way to describe it for the rest of the episode. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing. what about you? Um, let's do mine last because I think mine kind of ties into our last or next thing. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you're no. up. Uh, mine. Well, I was gonna look up the grades, but it's just like I oh, someone just wasn't prepared. I guess. Prepared. Right? <laughs> so basically, thirty-two and nine. Okay, so <laughs> my weekly winner is Victor Oladipo uh, getting traded uh, and immediately going to the Rockets and just dropping buckets and looking really good. Uh, I know Nate doesn't want to hear about it, but I'm sorry, man. But the, the, the no, dude looked no, great. man. I'm I'm all for it. You know, I'm I mean, yeah, you got to root for him now. Depot right? fan at heart. Yeah. You know, you still like players, and you know, obviously, how the situation ended, it actually probably benefited the Pacers more than yeah. if he would have stayed. And we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that yeah. deep talk. But I'm a Victor Depot fan, yeah. so I love seeing you know just ball. It was out. cool to see for sure. Yeah. And so. Uh, I will say number seven on him looked a little weird. I didn't love the number choice. Number seven looked weird. But, yeah. I don't know. New team, new number, new yeah. jersey. I see why I did it. I don't hate it, but yeah. It's a weird number. Yeah. All right. All right. Kay. My weekly winner, and this is a nice little segue to the Harden trade. James Harden. Um, not only did he get buckets in his first couple games as a net, uh, dropped over 30 in two straight. I think he's the first player to ever do that with his new team. Um. But just he looks happy. Mm-hmm. But okay, well, whatever. I think actually the only other person was James Harden with the Rockets, <laughs> which is so same crazy. guy. Whatever. Yeah. Same Did guy. Wilt um, get traded? Because I know Wilt probably got. I think traded. I think because I saw a stat like that, and I think it was like he had like the fifth most points yeah. of all time. So either way. But I mean, he just looks happy with his new team, and really, you know. There was all the drama in Houston, and it didn't end well. And I think everyone would – D-Wade even had a comment about how, like, 
you know, I'm sure if he could take it back, he would type thing. But look at him. Like, the dude's happy where he's at now. And yeah. that's all you can really ask for out of a guy, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't end well, for sure. But – and also, like, this is my thing with, like, people being like, oh, well, hating on Harden for being immature. And I'm like, it worked. He got what he wanted. So as you can hate the guy as much as you want, but – And guess what? They have the leverage to do it. Yeah, and NBA players from now on are going to be like, well, he did that. Jimmy Butler – like I hate this and acted up and he just got a max contract. I'm sure the next CBA is gonna kind of change that dynamic yeah, a little bit. I think CBA is gonna be crazy. As of right out, now, though, if players leverage it to their benefit. But yeah, I mean, AD just did good, it. Yeah, good for Harden. Uh, so you know he's happy. Um, we'll talk about more about the. Oh, I guess are we just doing the Harden? I, well, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about it. I mean, yeah, let's do it. Well, let's get into the thick of things. Um, let's do it from the Rockets' standpoint first. I feel like yeah. that'd be kind of fun. So, here, by time, I'm going to look at the entire trade. Well, um, I think the Rockets... Well, I have a fun little tidbit okay, that we can what's use. what's your tidbit? Um, the Nets will not have a first-round pick now until KD is 40 years old. Yes. Um, that's pretty crazy. And it's just, I understand, don't get me wrong, I know why they're mortgaging the house, but it's like your future <laughs> this is my thing though is that they did that with boston and look where they are now so if you have a good enough organization you can overcome stuff like that okay yeah. so here's the full trade for the rockets full trade we get victor ladipo rodeon's karooks big, names, big names four unprotected first round picks which are 22 24 26 unprotected. and milwaukee 22 and four unprotected first round picks swapped that's but I will say, picks. I will say, no, it's not. I mean, yeah, the pick swaps. It's theoretical. Here's what I don't like. I <sighs> and the swaps. Let me get this right. The swaps are like, let's say the um, Rockets are lower than the Nets. They can mm-hmm. obviously swap. But yep. like, if the Rockets are like second in the draft and the Nets are third, yeah, they don't have to swap. It's, it's, they don't want a choice. To. Okay. Yeah. Here's why I like it, but yet don't like it on the Rockets standpoint. One, I like it because Victor Oladipo is on an expiring deal. Really, their only contract that's huge is John Wall, because Christian Wood's making thirteen million a year, <coughs> which is a steal Steel. with how he's been balling. What I don't like about it is I don't like the p- the pick swaps. I mean, it's just. <sighs> I mean, here's the Why? years: twenty twenty one, this year. That pick's not going to be worth anything. That that's one swap that's not worth anything. Yeah. Because the Rockets are obviously going to be worse than the Nets. Okay, twenty twenty three. As long as they all stay, they sh- they should still be good. Yeah. I mean, and those were just kind of throw-ins. I felt like when you get first four four first round picks, like I mean, yeah, it's just like I don't know. I, I don't. Do you love think Vic is just like an expiring contract? Oh, yeah, okay. they, yeah I mean, because they if they really wanted, they could have just kept Karis, but yeah, they traded him. I think they, they wanted like, the money. I, yeah, I think I think the best asset they got in this trade, salary cap. Yeah, I mean, you got salary cap and draft picks, which. The NBA is pretty uh, – <laughs> works out a lot. Honestly, they're just going the OKC route now, right? They're just trying to amass like first-round picks, and yeah. which I think is an interesting way to go because I think you've seen the value of picks in general go down. Yeah, it's like – I mean, it's crazy to me that they traded Karis LeVert. Yeah. Like, you're telling me they got Karis LeVert in that deal, and they were like, you know what? Ah. So that, that screams to me that they wanted the, the flexibility because, honestly, they probably haven't had that flexibility in a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've been stuck with – Especially now that you have a new kind of ownership and management going on, I don't yeah, know if it's just they just they want a whole new yeah 
So so let's go on to the next percentage. You did it. Wow. You sold your soul. That like yeah. You made a deal with the devil. They sold their soul years ago, and it was for Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett at the tail end of their career. Not the same thing at all. Having Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden all basically in their primes. That's uh. That's something worth selling your soul. That's a pretty for. good, uh, pretty good, pretty good sale, I will say. Um, in today's NBA, that's what you have to do to compete for a chip. Yeah. So I just, I'm indifferent on this trade because obviously you don't look a James Harden trade in the face and go, well, no, you don't look at James Harden and just be like, nah, I don't want him. But at the end of the day, it, this isn't. People need to stop comparing this team to like a 2017 Warriors yeah, they don't have type the same of super depth. team. It's not one; they don't have the same depth. Two, the Warriors fit perfectly. Like Steph and Clay moved off the ball beautifully. Draymond was that last little piece to bring everything together. I want to see. Depth. I want to see how they all play together. Before and they had a coach that. that was already established to be a champion. That's fair. Yes. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I disagree with you. I think I originally said when I first saw the trade that this is the greatest team ever assembled. Now I. I should have assumed that Karis Levert was a part of the deal. You know, he's the best player not named KD or Kyrie, mm-hmm. to, like, on the team. So I figured, you know, he'd be part of it. But, you know, and obviously Spencer Dinwiddie's injury plays a role in this. But on paper, this is the best team ever assembled. And you can make a real case for that. And, you know, we'll we'll have to see it. I mean, DeAndre Jordan's fine. He's playing, and he looked really good in the games I've seen so far. You have Joe Harris, who's shooting stupid good this year. KD's averaging like 31 and looks insane. KD's look great. Kyrie's looked good when he's been playing. He's playing, yeah. I, I just – here's my counter to that, though. Can we talk about kind of what they lost in this trade a little bit? Yeah, sure. Because um, I, I know we haven't talked about the Cavs or whatever. I mean, yeah, who minutes. gives a shit about the Cavs? Um, yeah, right. Getting centers. I just – the depth that they got rid of. Obviously, they got rid of Karis LeVert. I think their best defender is KD now. And I think that's yeah. really troubling for a guy who just came off a torn Achilles. Don't get me wrong. Your backup you know. center is Jeff Green. Yeah, exactly. It it's it just I don't think offense was the problem. <laughs> like, well, they beat the Bucks. What was that last night? Like, uh, it was like a high scoring game. And that's without Kyrie. I'm, I'm not saying. I I think this trade definitely should make them the favorites for the East for sure. But I don't think this is a. I think they're they're still going to be a great team. But I just don't. I think there's a lot of the same thing here. Like, was Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant not going to do good enough offensively? No, that was they were always going to be good offensively. The problem was defense, and you just got worse defensively. Right, but then now the, the thing o- about that would be just like we got so insane offensively. Their offense is going to be insane, and especially if one of these guys gets injured, you're you're not missing a step. So it almost guarantees that they will have elite offense for the entire year, even if you have one of these guys playing. Right. So. The reason I say, you know, greatest team ever assembled, I mean, they still have a pretty solid bench. Talent-wise, sure. But, but, like, if, you know, if you can, you know, play the game a little bit and, you know, maybe mix up some matchups, you cannot stop this team. I think the, the only this way this team, team works, a nightmare. as weird as it sounds, I think the only thing this team works is if Harden runs the point. Because yeah. I've, I've seen Harden run the point. They were the third seed with— I personally disagree. I just I think they're play like Kyrie plays more like shooting guard, even though it's weird because like James Harden's natural position is shooting guard and Kyrie's his point guard. I disagree. I think Kyrie needs to have the ball more. I'm not saying like I don't think you'll 
as we kind of seen so far with like the Katie and James, it's a lot of oh your turn, my turn kind of stuff. And I yeah. think you know we'll kind of see that more to an extent. And it was with Kyrie too. But I think Kyrie needs to be you know primary ball handler because I mean you got to trust Kyrie's playmaking ability, and you have two amazing scoring options, like on the right side of him and the left side of him. And so to me, and I trust Ky- James Harden's spot up game way more than I trust Kyrie's, and that's why I say that. But I mean Kyrie played off the ball with LeBron a lot. That's my thing. Is like, I've seen them do that. Yeah. Like so that I'm just more comfortable with that. I mean, either way, <laughs> they're gonna be great offensively. That I think James Harden's ceiling as an as the off ball is highest than Kyrie's. I mentioned this to That's Talon fair. before we got started. Um, what would you think about trading Kyrie for defense and depth? I can't even. I can't even make that you know thought right now because I have to see you know. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even seen. By the time this gets posted, they, they you might have seen them with one game. They play the, the Cavs tomorrow, right? So, and the Cavs are going to be I wait, destroyed. Like, and, you know, another big what if is I just – I wish Spencer didn't get hurt. Yeah, because then one, that changes things because then the depth is there. I would have liked – actually, I, if I'm – if Spencer was healthy, I'd say trade Spencer for another big. Yeah. Yeah, you need – I mean, A guy like Blake Griffin. Well, that's DeAndre the thing Jordan is – Jordan isn't going to – Karis LeVert fine, really took Spencer Dinwiddie's spot in this trade, I feel like. Because, I mean, you could still say he maybe gets traded, but at the same point, like, I don't think you need Spencer Dinwiddie. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is, like, a luxury to have on the team. And who's on your bench now? Like, their bench is nobody. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. That's a good player. But, I mean, it like, my thing was I thought this Nets team was scary because they have Katy Perry and a really good bench. Well, and here's my favorite. And they kind of get screwed with the injury and traded away. My favorite thing about this team is – Having, you know, maybe we're like, oh, well, there's, like, you know, not enough ball for the three of them. Why play all three at the same time, you know? Like, why do that the most? I mentioned that the other day. I mean, I yeah, you'll start them together, obviously, but. Start them, but, you, I mean, just. That's the luxury, luxury of LeBron and AD. You can be so creative about this. You know, you can have, oh, we don't think James Harden and KD and Kyrie can work. Okay, well, you know, we'll play them for a little bit together. Oh, we'll check one out early. Get some rest, man. James, you deserve it. You're the man. Yeah. And now you just have KD and Kyrie cooking for a little bit. Oh, yeah. KD's hurt. Oh, James, come back in, man. Yeah, it's I, a, it's a huge insurance policy too. I just think now you, when you have three superstars like this, you know, like whenever you're playing a team who's got a superstar, and you're like, oh man, I'm glad they're off the court. You know, playing the Warriors, like, oh man, Steph checked out. Thank God. Yeah. There is no thank God with this team. Yeah. Because they can at least leave one of them out there, and oh, that's man. what I love so much about. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's definitely it's interesting. Frightening. I, I actually rooted. I I thought the Philly made more sense for the Rockets, because I heard Ben Simmons was offered. I heard that too. And they thought they had a deal. Yeah, and they even told their agents like, yeah. "Y'all are getting traded." That kind of tells me that one. I don't think the NBA likes Ben Simmons as much as they used to. Yeah, and and also what probably happened. Is they were kind of iffy on it, but they were like, "Let's get James out of here. We'll trade for Ben Simmons." And then the Nets were like, "We'll give you five more picks." <laughs> hey, can we just mention real quick the fact that Chris Paul didn't get traded to the Lakers because the NBA thought it wasn't okay? Okay, this okay, nope. There's more to that. There is more. To there that. is a lot more to that. So the NBA actually owned the Hornets at the time. Okay. So so David Stern is the commissioner, but he was also legitimately the owner. So. And he just his G- one after Davis retired, he said his GM was stupid. 
So as the owner, he didn't even like the move. And he was like, it is to keep the Hornets afloat. It was yeah. so Because this is after Katrina, you know, I mean, yeah. all the love's on the Saints. No one gives a shit about the Hornets because they're garbage. Chris Paul was all they had. Right. So, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, people will misconstrue that a little bit, but – it's just, it's just kind of just like the idea. It's a headliney thing. Yeah, that's it was kind of like, just like it was kind of just like imagine if you owned a lemonade stand, and like you pick someone to manage a lemonade stand, and they're just like, "Hey, free lemonade for everyone!" And you're like, "No, don't do that. That's like not what this is." <laughs> you're fired, dude. What is yeah, David Stern kind of just walked up, woke up to that one morning, like. Yeah, because David. Hey, uh, David. Um, the the Hornets are trying to trade Chris Paul to the Lakers. He said, "What for what?" And they were like, "Oh, do you get stuff back?" I didn't. I didn't know. That was a part bag of, it. of basketballs yeah. and um, a free Kobe jersey. Yeah. So that's <sighs> it. Uh, yeah. Either way, this Nets team. Championship I, or bust. Either way, we want to whatever expectation. I mean, yeah, it's chip or bust. It's at least finals. Like finals is the absolute minimum before yes. we roast the hell out of them. Yeah. And then if you lose to Braun in the finals, you know there can be some. Yeah, because the Lakers, I feel like, are the <coughs> one team that still matches up with them okay. At least. Yeah, with especially depth without perspective. Big. I mean, Montrez and AD are going to have a field day. Yeah, but either way, it's going to be fun, and I like that, it will be fun. and I know y'all like that. Watching we do like that. In- interesting basketball is good. Well, because before we were like, Lakers repeat. You yeah, know. no, now it's really interesting, and they, they – I mean, they definitely should be the favorite for the East. I want to sure. see if who's favored for the finals now. I would imagine it's the Nets, but let me check. Uh, it's the Lakers, and then the Nets are the second. Okay, so we're not going to really go into the Cavs trade because I don't even think the Cavs know what they're doing because they traded for another center. Yeah, I will say this. Well, they're just trading for cap space because they're, that means they're just going to let – because Andre Drummond's a free agent. They'll just let him walk, and yeah. they'll have Jared Allen. But I think they should trade him now because it's like let Jared Allen play. Yeah. Let's get to more fun stuff. The Indiana Pacers. That team. That's my team. You're wearing that team. Hey, there you go. Um. Okay, so – I have two. Pr- I have two perspectives on this deal. One is a Pacers fan, and another one is a Pacers fan who loves Victor Oladipo, and he's that's his favorite player. So I'm gonna get the Victor Oladipo stuff out of the way. I love the man. I mean, a lot of people don't realize, you know, how much he meant for Pacers fans because you gotta remember this was a time where we ch- just traded Paul George. You know, we just traded Paul George, and we had no hope. Yeah, dude, that was that whole saga was just so hard. To be a fan, I mean, kind of what the Rockets just went through. Because at the time, Victor Oladipo was like a 13-point game a guy, and Demontis was like a nobody. <laughs> a nobody, yes. Yeah. So we traded for them. The Victor thing was cold because it's like, okay, <coughs> he was really good in the Magic. Mm-hmm. Took a step down with Russ. They probably just didn't fit, but he learned a lot from Russ, which was cool. And then Demontis Sabonis, a prospect. Okay, cool. So we're like, oh man, this year we're gonna be absolute garbage. And, you know, that's just, it, it kind of just felt like no future, especially yeah. as a small market team. And then all of a sudden, Victor Oladipo starts playing like an all-star. Wait, what, the four seed? I Four or five seed. Cause I mean, yeah, we were a pretty good seed. Yeah, playoffs, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, that it's just, it was a bit, I mean, he was almost like a symbol of hope for the Pacers organization. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man, our star just left. Oh, that's okay. We have oh, one right man, here. So. His name is Victor, and he went to Indiana University. So it works out, Jack. And especially because at the time, when you guys traded for traded Paul George, everyone was like, "That is the worst trade of all time." Yeah, and so then it was like, "Oh, we won that trade." Yeah, especially since you know he left OKC. They ended up yeah. getting a bunch of picks, but I mean, 
it worked out. It worked out for both. Yeah. And so then Sabonis turned out to be an all-star too, which is awesome. So, and then his injury, you know, Vic's injury was tough. And, you know, I will say at the end of the day, he wasn't going to resign with us. We offered him a contract of 25 mil, and he said no. He wanted, I'm sure, he wanted probably a little bit more, and he wanted to be the primary option. He wanted to be the best player on the team, which makes sense. So now, let's look at it as a team perspective. Wow, what a fucking trade. This is highway robbery. Are you kidding me? That was, that was an amazing trade. I mean, we gave up an expiring contract, a one-year rental person, for rental Karis person. LeVert. That is crazy. How many years does he have left? Uh, Karis LeVert signed till 2023, I believe. Oh. Yeah, so he's got two more years at least. I'm sure an extension will Depends happen probably pretty soon. Nice. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, he has a mass on his kidney, which this trade is like saved him. How many years does he have left? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Caden. Well, they found it, so many more. Wow. That was. Three years on his contract, Tom. I'm so you sorry. horrible person. I, that is brutal, man. I'm, I'm sorry. That is really. Hey, who was the. I'm wishing for Karis's health to be great, and I want him to be able to go back on the basketball court as soon as possible. I'm establishing that now before I get canceled. And I want. I also want Nate to not look so depressed all the time. I yeah. get sick and tired of Nate. Like everyone's injured. <laughs> hey, who was the net center that got traded to the uh, Cavs in this? Jared Allen. He's the biggest loser in this whole thing. What I see. I don't. Just, just from an overall perspective, oh, yeah. oh, he got yeah, traded yeah, okay. from a title I, contender to a backup on one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, that's kind of just like. That just happens, man. I mean, it's the league. It's the league, yeah. it's, It is what it is. It's actually interesting. I don't know where he really came from in this trade because, really, the Nets didn't really get anything from the Cavs other than Dante Exum and Karooks. I think it was more of like a you send this to them and they send this to the other person type thing, right? I don't think Cavs really gave up anything. They just got stuff. Four-way <laughs> trades are very complicated. Dude, I know. Can you imagine I like all the phone calls and stuff going? All back I can see forth? right now is that the Cavs only gave up Crooks and Exum. So you know what? The Cavs kind of took a dub here. They got Jared Allen and Dorian Prince. The, you know, there's also a lot, a lot of financial rules. And they gave right. Prince. So like, that was probably a big thing of it. So yeah, that's what I imagine. Oh, also, so yeah, Karis Levert's gonna be injured for a while. That's okay. Pacers are extremely injured right now, though. So I mean, just add another one right now. That's just you know normal. It's a normal indie sports thing. I don't yeah. know why we, we all choose to do that, but we're pretty good at it. Pretty good at Hey, physical, things. gritty city. Apparently we're too physical. <laughs> grit and grind, grind our players. Yeah, chill on the much. grit and grind a little bit, buddy. But also now we get a second addition. We get a another second round pick because of it for compensation because he had a mass on his kidney. Really? So now yeah. we have two second round. So we got Karis Levert in two second round Is that picks. just like a draft rule? I didn't know that they was They kind of threw it in because – I mean, you, if that usually happened, I mean, this kind of shows how much— Oh, so Brooklyn much, was just like, yeah. sorry. Or Brooklyn or the Rockets. It might have been the Rockets. Someone, yeah, okay. Someone threw a second-round pick. Okay, I see what That's so nice of them. I thought you meant, like, the league. Well, because, you know, a lot of it is, like— I mean, that happens to a player. You might not make that trade. But yeah. One, this shows me that the Pacers really do like Harris LeVert. And two, I mean, this is a steal anyway, so— Wait, okay, so do you think Harris is going to be better than Victor? I'm just curious. He can be. I think with the team we built right now, and I love how this team's built, I think yes. Interesting. Karis LeVert is going to walk in there and score 20 a game. He's also more versatile. Way more versatile. I like to – we're basically trading offensive upside 
for, we're trading four offensive upside for Vic Lee's defense. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he was leaving that first year. Yeah. So we got something out of nothing. That's always yep. good. Yep. It's I, a I hear that's good. I mean, Especially a, for a small market team. It was team. a W, yes. And then so I love how this team is built. Chris Avert, you know, wishing him well. Can't wait to see you on the court, my man. I'm, I'm sure he's listening to this right now. Yeah, he is, he's, dude. He's like, 100% ah. He actually clicked off right as they said some shit about, <laughs> <laughs> about he's him like dying. He's mother He's like, man, Nate wants me to do good. I'm going to go and drop 45 my first game. Also, he dropped 41 this year, so it's like, I'm excited. Victor Oladipo did not drop 41 this year. He was close. He didn't. Actually, last game, yeah, he I was going to say. <laughs> Speaking of a Houston trade. Oh, man. Do you want to do the ad real quick? Oh, yeah, I can do the ad real quick. Timeout um, on the Houston trade. You guys will hear the Houston trade in a second. Right after we get done talking about our awesome friends over at Miller Theaters. Whoop, whoop. Guys, they're doing an awesome event this year over Valentine's Day weekend. Miller Theaters will be hosting a casino fundraising. <laughs> Just stop, please. Sorry. A casino fundraising night with a donation being made to the Blue Springs School District on Friday, February 12th at 6 p.m. right before Valentine's Day. During this casino night, professional dealers will be hosting games such as Texas Hold'em and Blackjack, among many others. Catered dinner will also be provided to each guest, as well as free fountain drinks. No, sorry, one free fountain drink. Don't get it twisted. Or Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Or a Luxe Lounge one. beverage. A casino-style movie will also be included after the professional dealers leave, such as 007 Casino Royale and Ocean's Eleven. All of this and more will be provided for only $60 for a single ticket and $100 for a date night package. What about The Hangover? The Hangover is kind of a casino movie. Is it? Uh, is it's it? in <laughs> Vegas. You I think it's more of just like a scandal a movie. You have to look like James Bond in The Hangover. Oh, it's uh, business casual attire. Ah. So yes. Cool. Whenever you said Valentine's Day, it made me think of James Bond. So it's kind of niche. <laughs> really, really niche. Anyways, so. so oh, um, wow. <laughs> to reserve your tickets to this amazing event, visit MillerCurbside.com and select the Casino Night Package. Guys, tickets are limited and going fast, so grab yours now. That was MillerCurbside.com to get your Miller Theaters Casino Fundraiser tickets for Friday, February 12th, today. Whoop, whoop. whoop. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. there you have it. Miller Theaters, the goats. Miller Theaters. If you go to any other theater, I will find you. And hunt you down. What did that drawer do to you? You just stared it down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'd <laughs> <laughs> have my intense face on, but I had to focus the energy. All right. Anyway, wow, that was an intense. So one dude. Houston J. <laughs> Woo! God, we got that, a break after that. I know. I'm, my world has been rocked. Anyway, let's carry on some sports talk. Yeah. Good old sports yeah, talk. From one Houston trade to another, Deshaun Watson. It's looking more and more likely as the days go by. I have the list of the most likely teams right here. Oh, wow. So Let's hear it, baby. This is, uh, this is per Vegas, so, you know, good old gambling. It's facts. Yes, facts. Um, so Texans are obviously the favorites to keep him somehow. Um, next up is the Jets. And then the Dolphins after that, Niners, Panthers, Broncos, Patriots. So at the end, it kind of falls off, I think. But the other ones, I think, are pretty serious contenders. Like, you know, I could – Easily see the Jets making a trade because second overall pick Justin Fields is right there. So let's go around and say our ideal trade. What do you think, Kay. Sean? I I said this last week in the Destroyed podcast. I'm gonna say it again. Come on, fine. Miami, uh, it makes sense to me. Um, now, would it be weird? Yeah, with Tua, I I wouldn't be mad. I've I actually said this. 
um, I was like praising Miami because they have options now. They can keep Tua, fine. They can draft somebody, fine. They can trade for John Watson, fine. All of it works, and it's all going to be pretty good. Um, so I like their situation, and if they choose Deshaun, and if they want to go that route, then they'll be really freaking good. And that's what I have to say about that. I disagree. I think they should, you know, really see what they have into it. But you're you're right. They have options. I'm also just saying Miami because I want to save some for y'all. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I do think there is something to be said about if you can get Deshaun, get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's hard because you know you don't want to. I mean, Tua is a high level quarterback. This is the thing. You don't want to give up on Tua, but is there really any world where Tua is much better than Deshaun Watson? I mean, the dude Sean was one guarantee. of the best quarterbacks in the league this year with nothing to work yeah. with. And, and I, I've said it for years. I, I think if he lands, if he lands in this helmet, his we think about him and Patty a lot different. Yes, hundred percent. So, um, all right, I will go. Okay, if it's not the Colts, which I hope it is, there's literally no. They would I rather disband. They would rather disband the franchise from the NFL. He has a no trade clause, so I mean, it's his say. It is his say. So, I don't know. Maybe he just loves Indy. He loves the skyline. I think that would be sick. Would be cool. I hope he would go there, but I think they would rather just have him sit on the bench for four seasons straight than watch <laughs> him rip them apart <laughs> twice a year. I don't know. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you would. would. <laughs> Anyways, besides the Colts. 49ers. This yep. is a team, and Makes sense. you know they struggled this year, had a lot of injuries. But this is a team with a lot of value. You know They have draft capital still. They have a lot of player value they could give up. They're just the Super Bowl. And, yeah, you had Deshaun Watson on this team as a Super Bowl contender that day. So, why not? If I'm 49ers, so you just talked about, you know, the Nets, you know, making a deal with the devil, selling your soul. The 49ers, sell your soul for Deshaun Watson, yeah, please. I mean, hey, how does this combo sound? George Kittle and Deshaun Watson. Oof. You know what that sounds like to me? Sounds like a ring. Patrick Mahomes and Travis nice Kelsey, and what happened yeah. when they were together. It's got a nice little ring to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? So I think the fascinating thing about this Deshaun situation is how many teams are in play. I don't think I c- there's like a trade I can remember. It's because right, it's, it's, it's right before the draft. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's got their tra- draft capital really pinpointed. Deshaun right. knew what he was yeah. doing. Of course. He knows what he's doing. Um, my team, it wasn't on this list, but – the Chicago Bears. Let's give them Deshaun Watson. I think that makes sense. Let's for let them a redo the twenty seventeen draft. They obviously would have to give up the house and sell their soul as well, as many of these other teams will have to. They would be an instant favorite. I mean, their offense isn't bad. Allen Robinson is so underrated. So underrated. And yes, yes. David Montgomery is becoming a really good running back. Their defense has never been the problem. I think motivation has been the problem on defense. If you send Deshaun to that team and give Matt Nagy a real elite quarterback, I don't think Matt Nagy is a great head coach. Matt but Nagy made the playoffs twice, and that's a good excuse. So. But Mitch Mitch r- goes in spurts, and he was in his good spurts at those times. I'm saying, if, if you got a full spurt. Yeah, if Deshaun you got Watson. Deshaun Watson, the full spurt, um, I think that would be electric. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think. Uh, I'm team, sure Bears fans agree with you. Team-wise, yeah. team that'd be great. And also just. To release all of those demons from not drafting Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You'd be able to be like, F you. We traded for him. It worked out. My problem with it with that one is, is I just don't know if the Bears have the capital. I mean, like yeah, a team with like a top that, ten yeah. pick knocks on the door. 
That's, that's to, why Miami was yeah. because they yeah. have the yeah, capital. Yeah, they have the capital. Right. I mean, they have the tech. They have the Texans pick. Uh, it would have <laughs> to be something insane, like uh, how amazing would that Larry be? Tunsil. How amazing would it be? They the Larry Tunsil trade, trade was their own pick. The Larry Tunsil trade was maybe the biggest domino effect. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and also the dumbest trade ever. Oh yeah, dumbest trade. And then and then they ended up trading for another. I forget the. Um, Trent. Who was who was the? O lineman that they that they traded for Trent. So anyways, they traded for another O lineman that was worse than Larry Tunsil and gave up more draft capital. Than they got for Larry Tunsil, and they traded. It's just all the domino effect, and now Deshaun wants out. Yeah, and they yeah. could just get their pick back pretty much. And, but the thing is, is like, I would imagine Tua would be part of the package, right? If you're sending him to the Dolphins. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Tua so number three pick. The idea then is, what do you take with the third pick? Do you go receiver? You get Devonte Smith. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that'd be a good restart if you Tua and then Devonte Smith. Wow. That'd be a pretty damn good restart. Yeah. So, I mean, they they they. That's my thing with Miami is they can do a lot. They could trade the third pick. They could trade like. Three first rounds. I think the Jets is interesting too. My only thing about the Jets is I don't know if he waves waves his clause. He's already said he would to Miami, I think. No, like to the Jets. To the Jets. Uh, he f- he liked the Jets post the other day. Apparently, that means he's leaving. But I no, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but it it it's he's silly, not but it's not outside of the realm. Yeah, I would say. I mean, you're living in New York. Yeah, New York. You're the face of football in New York automatically. And I think he would bring that franchise back from the dead. Oh yeah. To me, that's just walking out of a bad situation. Yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly. Like your house is on fire, and you know you're leaving it, and you walk into another house that's on fire. I'm just curious why they're the favorites outside of the Texans to get Mop. Yeah, I don't know. That's Watson. weird. Yeah, probably just because they have capital. Like Vegas but is. More I would almost say, capital. but the Dolphins have way more capital. I mean, I know they have the second overall pick, and you get Justin Fields, but you'd get the third pick and. What Tua? I think Vegas is betting on is that. They know the Jets are stupid. They know the Dolphins are not. And the Dolphins also have Tua, who they're kind of – they don't know. They could, but they don't know. The Jets could just be like, hey, these are you know? two really dumb organizations, so just send them Adam Gase and the second overall pick, and they would take it, right? Without the – dude, just Adam Gase, I feel like. Just Adam, Adam Gase for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> just, just Adam Gase. All right, well, we could probably move into the divisional round. Let's get into some NFL playoff talk, baby. All right, so the way we're going to do this, the way we did do this last week before the lost take, um, we kind of talked about the teams that lost before we moved into the next round, and we went over all the teams that won while we were kind of talking about their matchup. So we are going to go over the Rams first. Um, I think the Rams kind of faltered, obviously, but – it's it's really not looking good for them right now. Rams I don't know if lost. you guys heard, but apparently Goff and McVay need quote unquote marriage counseling. I yeah. think I think this year just proves again that Goff's not the option. Yeah. I mean his defense is elite. Now I will say, Goff did get some strongman points. For yeah, I mean there. that was fine and all, and you know that Seahawks win was definitely a top moment for Goff, but just it it kind of is like an. This is like Bears 2.0. He's, he's amazing a, defense, just being you know. I, I look at him more like like 49ers right now. Like like I look at him as Jimmy G. I look at him and Jimmy G as like the same. Dude. Oh yeah, that's a good like one. like you know making Super Bowl, but but I not good have enough higher to make expectations for Jared Goff. Than I I G. think I I have said for a while that I thought Jared Goff was better, but I just think 
if you're going to categorize it. And they're in the same division. And they're literally in the same division. Um, And, you know, like if the Rams get a star quarterback, then we think about it differently. But, but yeah. that's just going to be such a hard contract to get rid of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. I mean, I think they're kind of stuck. I don't, and they have I don't no, think they have a lot of flexibility. I mean, everyone's made a huge deal over the last year about how they have no picks for, like, two years. So, I mean, moving forward, what yeah. do you do? I don't you think start? they're in the worst position. When you got Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald locked up for a while, that's a pretty good situation. But it's only, like, two or three years. And, I mean, by the time that those two yeah. or three years are up, this, you have yeah, no picks the, to do anything The Rams with. organization right now seems to be like, oh, we're going to be good for a couple years, and then we're going to go right back down. Yeah, fair enough. But you know what? You know, we talk about it all the time. It's more fun to win than to lose. I think they traded being absolutely terrible for a Hot couple take. seasons than being at the top for being mediocre for like four or five years yep. when they made those trades. Yeah. It's just another one of those teams, man. Just you, That was your year, but you couldn't beat an all-time quarterback. Yeah. and 49ers, that was your year, but you just happened to face Patrick Mahomes. You just happened to face Deshaun Watson. It's just that's just the way the NFL works, man. And that's why you need one of those quarterbacks. Yeah, they don't, don't have got him. Like, oh, we face. You don't got him. Be like, ah, oh, Jimmy G does this. Jimmy D does that. We can win the Super Bowl with this guy. But it just comes down to the one of those moments where the Emmanuel Sanders wide open the end zone, miss him by that much, that, this much actually. And I if you have Deshaun Watson, if you have Deshaun Watson, that throw is made and you win the Super Bowl. It's just, just that extra. It sucks. It, it 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 really comes down to quarterbacking. Now, obviously, there's a lot of factors, but. At the end of the day, you're not going to, you know, you can have a fluky Nick Foles. Like, it happens, but damn, your odds are really low. So, yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the Ravens. Um, they had a good run this season. Um, let me get my thoughts out of the way first. I have been very harsh on Lamar this year, and this game was not his fault. I, I'm not going to say, you know, he was nowhere near part of the problem because – he definitely was, but yeah, play great. I think their offensive play calling mm-hmm. was atrocious. I don't think they have any receivers. Their O linemen are essentially dead, and you know they there's some spots they need to fix. And I think they focused on defense for some reason over the last off season instead of helping Lamar on offense. And I think we're gonna get a Michael Thomas trade this off season. If you Ooh. want me to be honest, Ooh, um, I love it. Though. Well, ah. Hold on, hold on. The Saints. They, I have heard, like, over $90 million over the cap for next 95 season. $95 million. Yeah. So, they're going to have to offload some contracts. Yep. I don't know how much cap room the Ravens have, but if you just think about it, it makes a lot of sense. No, I agree with you. The Ravens need weapons on offense. Their offense has become very stale and predictable. I mean, yeah, if y'all watch that game, I've never seen more of a stale offense in my life. Like, I know you're a win-heavy team, but... You can pass the ball. Give him some weapons, you know. Really sharpen up the O line. I think um, I th- another good at receiver. I mean, Des Bryant's this guy's number two. Come right. On. And hey, maybe run something else other than the option every play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you you caught everybody off guard the first MVP year, but you gotta switch some things up, get some more weapons. And I think uh, Michael Thomas is a more realistic than trade than what I'm about to say. But I think Odell is also on play because obviously. Probably not in the same division, but yeah, I love the idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Inter- That's the only thing. Is but the only thing. It, it, it's not. It, it's more realistic than like trading a you know, like a like a Deshaun Watson or Col- like that's like pretty out of the realm. But I think the Browns look at what they have and they go, "We're better without him." So see, here's my thing. I actually think Baker finishing the year out strong kind of helped Odell for staying. No, 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 no. I was just ain't Odell in a Ravens jersey. W- w- yeah, we'll get to the Browns in a second. Um, I just want to say though, as far as Lamar goes, 
you have to work on the passing this offseason. There were some throws. They've always been there, but in this game especially, you just got to hit the guy sometimes. And I, you can have – I think he that needs to have a – Yeah, three guys right there, four, and you just can't make that decision. I think he needs to have a Josh Allen-esque breakdown and build back up. Here is my biggest problem with the Ravens this year. What was something we saw all throughout his MVP year? that the offense did not it seems like they just forgot about this year the deep ball yeah i mean wow i mean lamar jackson can sling it he had a lot of deep balls and like especially when marquise brown that was such a weapon and then i swear to god when like they were moving their playbooks something fell out of the truck because i they did not throw the ball deep at all and if you're gonna run that run heavy and play action and you know option offense you need to have the deep threat so the team can't creep up on you. Yeah. I don't think it's like, you know, like, oh, you know, they really need to change everything. Just just add that back. That keeps the defense honest. And I think if they had the deep ball this year, entirely different story. Yeah, man. Uh, I just they're, – they're play calling still, and they need to get a wide receiver. It really comes down to that. Just get a wide receiver, get into play calling. And, I mean, what we saw with Josh Allen is that – he made incremental steps to be a way better quarterback, like built from the ground up. And also, having a great wide receiver happened helps. to trade for Stephon Diggs. So whenever, I mean, I've seen like 80 throws this year where Josh Allen's like, oh, uh, I don't, Stephon, I don't catch it. Like, and I'm not discounting Josh, but that that is the difference of like, wow, Josh Allen's made some really good improvements this year to, wow, he's second in the MVP. Like, that's the difference. Right. So, yeah. if, you know, Lamar can do that. Basically, just do whatever Josh Allen wants and to do this year. I'm sorry, but I just LeBron. Not LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so LeBron, LeBron James. James. I'm turning into talent over here. Um, I just need Lamar to beat one of these good teams. I'm sorry, but it happens consistently now. We have seen it in the regular season. We've seen it in the postseason. He just cannot get past these good teams. And like you said, I know there's factors outside of that, but at the same time. The quarterback sometimes has to be the one to step up and win the game. I disagree. And I disagree heavily because Lamar Jackson did win big games this year. Every week was a goddamn playoff game for them. I mean, towards the end. I agree with you, but I mean, dude, you look at those like. What's his most significant win? I've always said the Titans or the Browns from the season. Yeah. Just ever. Patriots? When Tom Brady had a crap team, I've always said the Titans from this year, but you know, I, I mean, it's just so this year. I mean, I don't remember what re- like how bad their record got, but I think it was like after that Steelers game. What was it like six and five? Yeah, it was bad. I mean, it was looking like they weren't gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, it's just and when you're a French team like that and you're not sure where you're gonna make the playoffs, every week is a playoff game. I'm gonna be honest, I've watched a lot of Lamar ga- Jackson games where he that like he has underperformed it didn't feel the same like i didn't get titans vibes for this playoff game because the play calling was stale and your quarterback looks a lot better when you have a run game and you're on third and three instead of third and nine or second and three instead of second and 11 and it just it felt like the play calling and just things didn't go their way and lamar Jackson didn't play great i'll, I'll say that but it, it wasn't he, didn't. Not forget, he also got injured. He also did get injured. And missed almost an entire quarter. 
so yeah, talking about that. There was a potential where they come back there. But yeah, but he also had three quarters to score more than three points. I know, but I mean, like, they it had just kind of felt like a goose egg. They had a couple last, you know, couple last drives. I mean, you're telling me, I mean, if I was Lamar Jackson, you know, things could have been different. I w- but I'm I just going to leave it as is. I watched that Browns game this year, and that was the best I've seen Lamar Jackson play. Let's talk about those games after the Steelers, though. Cowboys, Browns, Browns game was great from him. I'll give you that. Then Jags, Giants, Bengals. That schedule after the Steelers and the Browns, it's 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 not great. I mean, but it's those Steelers and Browns games I'm looking at. I know, but it's the other ones too. Like you just have to fact. And he went 0 and 2 against the Steelers this year. I mean, or no, sorry, actually he didn't play in the second game. But you know, it's you got to beat the Steelers at home and. There's some steps that need to be made. Yeah, I definitely – yeah, that's my point, I guess. I, I think he needs to make some improvements on becoming a better overall passer, and then I think he will be much better. I think there's a chance to become next year, and he likely believes it. Yeah, and I think the way he gets there is, like we've been saying for the last five minutes now, is you know just work on passing, get some better play calling, I mean, I'm not saying fire the offensive coordinator. I don't know who's calling plays, but just just switch up some things on the offensive side and get new receivers. It, it just felt stale. Yeah. That was the problem. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Browns. I think we can officially call them one of the good teams in the NFL now, one of the better teams, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, their offense is still very inconsistent in my eyes. You know, just – I don't know. In the Chiefs game, to me, why do they ban? It just felt like they abandoned them themselves. You know, what we saw this Browns team work in, it was very Titans-esque. Running the damn ball and then play action. And then, oh my god, the amount of times I saw Baker and shotgun against the Chiefs. It's like, I don't know, to me it just felt like the Browns were intimidated and they didn't want to play the clock management game, which is how I think you beat the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I will say, Baker, you know, when when they had the ball... Um, after that pick, you got to go down and score that touchdown. But I, I'm really not going to say any bad things about the Browns right now because of just what they did this season, how amazing of a season it is, and you lost the Super Bowl champs. Now, it's not a great look when you lose to Chad Henney in the second half of a playoff game. That's not a great look. But all in all, I think there's nothing you, – you can't be mad at all about the season. Yeah, you can't be mad. Great steps. Just, I will say I think people were a little bit higher on them than I would be personally just because, like, I mean, that first half. Like, I know they kind of came back in the second half, but you scored 30 points in the first half against – don't get me wrong, Chiefs defense looks amazing. But, like, come on, it's the Chiefs defense. It's better than three well, points. They You're not playing the fucking 85 Bears. It's like, it's like you yeah. said. I don't know why they got away from what they were yeah, doing. Exactly. I even like, said to my stepdad, I was watching the game with him, why are they passing the ball so much? They could just run it down our throats. Now, they I will say. They were trying screens to Nick Chubb and throws out of the backfield, and he dropped, like, three passes in a row. And, I mean, obviously, Maybe. they got screwed a couple times. Don't get me wrong. The Browns should have won that game. With the I Patrick mean, Mahomes injury, they should have won yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. You I tell mean, me, Patty, if you would have told me they won the game, yeah. that the, in the Browns Chiefs game, Patty's going to miss out a whole quarter, the fourth quarter, Browns, Browns should win that game. And you know, Browns. I know. I know you guys are mad. I know you guys are mad about the about about the Swanson call and how it went out. However, and I really think that's kind of a silly rule. I wouldn't be mad if you did. Hey, well, they're mad about the targeting. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Not but even but even some people are mad at the rule. I, you know, targeting. 
that was kind of a they were more in the goal line. Your refs are more looking at okay, where is the ball? Where is you know? Yeah, I don't blame the refs. And people I, are like, how do the refs not get that call? How do they not? Their see split in, second judgment yeah, is insane. Because cannot you know, review that. It's in this s- isn't like a it's in bad slow mo. Yeah, yeah. And so we also get one of these penalties every year, right? One of these it things where we want to change one of these rule that we changes. Talk about yeah, I mean one of the other big one obviously was the Saints Rams no call PI that led to a rule change, and honestly, I understand why people don't like this rule, but fumbles in general kind of favor the offense more overall, anyways. Like fumbling out of bounds, you get the ball back, doesn't yeah. matter, no penalty, nothing. Yeah. Which I've always personally thought was kind of stupid because, you know, it. I think there's some changes you can maybe make if you want to i but think put them at like the put them at like the 30 yeah just that's per- fair. or penalty something like don't like don't obviously don't give them the touchdown and like i just think the difference between one yard line and goal line fumbling shouldn't be second and goal or first and goal at the one and other team's ball right i don't mind the rule i, I don't either, either. that's my either thing. way my point is is that if they're mad about a call I get it, but like the Saints game, in that game, Saints fans are so mad about that. But Drew Brees had the ball and he threw a pick, and he so had the chance to win the game like three times. What the Chiefs did is that Patrick Holmes went out. However, they built enough space; they gave themselves enough cushion to where Chad Henne comes in the game and you're like, Chad, make two good plays. That's all I'm asking. Two good plays, and as and they win the game. As far as I know, you were saying that. Baker's got to go down the field and score. I'm going to give him some slack there because he went down and scored two touchdowns in a row and had like five fourth down conversions, it felt like. So the one drive they didn't get it, there was, what, five minutes left, and they thought their defense could hold Chad Henney after one of the worst interceptions I've watched all year. I don't blame them for especially punting the ball. I know some people weren't fans of that, but it's like, guys, it's fourth and eight, and they're at like the 20. What would you expect? I don't blame them for it, but I mean, I think it's interesting that, you know, we've seen this in back-to-back games, speaking of the Browns. You know, we saw that Steelers um, punt when it was fourth and one, and the Steelers had all their momentum. Browns were playing like garbage. And it was like, oh, man, the Steelers are actually going to do this and then come back. Yeah. Felt like. I mean, it was like, oh, my God, no way the Browns blow this. That'd be like the most Browns thing ever. And it's just interesting again, you know, to see that, oh, we have all the momentum right now. Let's punt it away. So it's just like, I think. I mean, it was fourth and nine. So yeah, but I wouldn't have gone fourth and nine at my own like thirty. But and I think that's one of those situations where you just trust your defense. Honestly, there was there was enough time. I yeah, I mean there was enough time for sure to where you're like, okay, all you got to do is stop Chad Henne for a Don't get me wrong; it's one of the worst feelings in football when you punt and you never see the ball again. And yeah. you got to just watch. Like we know, but he know, but it just kind of it's what it came down to, and it's unfortunate. But um, then Chad Henne just made the greatest play of all time. But we'll talk about. All right, sorry about that. I had to pee real quick. So, Caden. All right, we got to talk about it. Um, Saints and Bucks. Saints. Uh, Drew, this kind of turned into a retirement party for Drew, which I didn't really like, but it's what happened. The last five minutes were heartbreaking, I feel like, because, you know, Drew comes out, throws his third pick, and then he's sitting on the bench just staring into the abyss. And then, you know, he walks off the field, shares a moment with Brady, and then he starts walking to the locker room. As his last look back at the field, um, but Told Jameis that it's his team. Yeah, um, but overall, I mean, if we're just going to talk about the performance and the game, 
absolute shit. Yeah, dude. If we're gonna talk well about said. Drew's legacy, this game, I'm sorry, it has to be included. It can't just be the last game of Drew. He threw three picks in a playoff game that they could have easily won. It's all, I swear to God, they made a deal with the devil for that one Super Bowl. Because, <laughs> I mean, dude, this team just was so bad in the playoffs. Every I, year. I, I just don't understand. And I, I think this keeps him out of a top five conversation. Oh, be- yeah. Because, like, I mean, four years yeah. in a row, you have awful playoff collapses. I mean, you mean one Super Bowl. You mean you, you are not top five if you don't make one Super Bowl. And – don't get me wrong. I know they got screwed on a couple of them, but they had the chance. It was just there, I guess. But you got to be good enough to overcome, at, you know. Yeah. At least a couple. This team's looking at a rebuild now. Um, and that's actually crazy because like Drew made that one touchdown pass, and I was like, wow, this guy still has it. And then literally everything I've been thinking all year when he's actually been like shit, it's like, oh, J.K. He doesn't. Yeah, they had to bring Jamison for a pass over fifteen yards. Exactly. So it was his time, you know. Congrats on a great career, but legacy's not great. And the Saints, it's just such an unsatisfying. The Saints are in an ugly spot. It's such an unsatisfying spot now for the Saints. Because I mean, we've thought about the Saints every year. Dude, like, feels like they have gone thirteen and three or twelve and four for the past five years. Like just every single year, and you're always like, they'll be there. And I said this at the beginning of the year. I said. You know, talking about how bad the NFC was, and I'm like, dude, one of these teams has to make the playoffs. These teams suck. And I'm like, I don't trust the Packers because they got blown out. I don't trust the Bucks. I'm like, and the Saints had the best record. I'm like, do you trust the Saints? No, you don't. <laughs> like, yep, they're yep. right on time. He might be the GOAT of the regular season, but when it comes to playoff time, he just crumbles. I don't know what it is. It's not all his fault. Obviously, it's a team sport, and it doesn't all rely on him. But this he, one was, though. This one was, 100%. This and, you know, he's had his moments over the years where he has had the opportunity to go out, win the game, the Rams, NFC Championship specifically. People forget that they got the ball first They got overtime. the ball in overtime, and he threw a terrible pick. And, you know, it's one of those things where you want to point at the bad ref call, but, I mean. You still have a chance to win. Yeah, exactly. So you can't exactly just say, hey. Wow! Screw the refs. It's not even like like Pat's sitting on the sideline the whole game, in the in the Tom Brady AFC Championship. It wasn't even like that. You had the ball. Yeah, he had the chance. So I mean, when you look at Drew Brees' legacy at the beginning, it was very promising. Obviously, I think he had one of the most important Super Bowls ever after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, but I don't know. Saints suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big uh, anti Saints guy. Um, yeah, apparently. But I mean, it's just you. You always were left wanting more from yeah. Drew, I guess. It's just, you go 13-3, and three, almost seems like every year in the pl- in the regular season. Yeah, and you know what? He's second or best in every passing category, and it's it's hard to watch, because you, it's just, even this year, you knew it was going to happen in the playoffs. Did anyone in this room think the Saints weren't going to blow it? I, I would have been very surprised if they made the conference championship. I, I, I was pretty, I, I was pretty sure, one, that I think it's really hard to beat a team three times. And yep, two, it was the most Saints thing you could do. Yeah. I didn't know about the conference championship just because of how everything was going, but Super Bowl just didn't even seem likely. Oh, no. And yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Drew, you had an amazing career statistically. Yeah, it feels like we just shit all on for Yeah, like I mean, minutes. the dude had a great career. Yeah. Let's The good stuff. It's sad know. seeing him go this yeah. way. That's why we hate it because right. we're just like, man, that sucks. Like, oh, wait, they won the Super Bowl. Was that that's why, yeah, that's that. why he said I'm that. I'm so um, sorry. I'm so slow. I was like, wait, what did he say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the, how the 
in the Bucks point of point of view. Well, yeah, yeah we're so now. we're gonna talk to about the I NFC Championship. About, like, yeah, matchups. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bucks Packers. So we go over the Bucks first. Wow, dude. Uh, just before we say this, NFL took dubs this weekend. Like if Mahomes plays, du- if Mahomes plays, which he, you know, we'll talk about that. By the the way. NFL will make it happen. The NFL will make it happen. Um, but. They took dubs, man. These matchups are insane. You got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I was mad that we didn't get it for the divisional round. Now you get it for the game to go to the Super Bowl. Like this is a, this is a beautiful thing for just NFL fans. Yeah. Because I'm like, it feels like we all were like, man, we never got to saw Aaron versus Tom Super Bowl, and it almost happened. I mean, this pa- is the next best thing. But the Seahawks had to make like one of the most crazy comebacks of all time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so matchup wise. Um, it's interesting because I mean we literally just saw the Bucks destroy the Packers, like made them look like babies. That was week. I'm like not, not what, That seven? was week five, I think. Yeah. So that was really early on. I'll say that, but it's interesting. I think these are different teams now. I now agree. I mean, guys, we saw that with the Saints. The we've Saints. got playoff Lenny instead of playoff Damian. We've got playoff Lenny. Wow. Format. What an improvement. Uh, you know, I that wasn't gonna go there. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, um, I just did not think that's what that um, was. Where it was but going, I mean, but, yeah. that's an important place to go. I think it's playoff Lenny. I, I I hate to to just like talk you know Tom Brady, but like holy balls, he, dude! He wasn't the reason they won that game. I'll put he, that he out there. He played well enough, though. He, yeah, he he outplayed Drew. Not that that's saying much. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very hard. Um, he played an okay game, good enough to win them the game. Run game kind of carried them a little Jameis bit. Jameis had one snap in that game. So. Jameis had <laughs> one snap and was the best quarterback on the field that day. Oh so. no! Um, that hurts. You know, from the Packers' perspective, I think they're very vulnerable right now. And that's a hot take considering the fact they just beat the Rams by two scores. But look at what the Rams were this week. A beat-up Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey played a good game against Devontae Adams, but Devontae just solidified himself as the best wide receiver, I think. And, I mean, Jared Goff, that's who you were going against. They were running wildcat. Like five different plays. When do you see Wildcat anymore, especially in the NFL playoffs? When you don't have a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I disagree. I think this is definitely the Packers' conference to lose. To me, oh, I, I mean, agree. Jair Alexander is coming out of his mind. I mean, dude literally gave up only. I think this is a dude, completely dude different team three. from yeah, last year. Th- this defense looks inspired. A Rod's been A Rod. You know, Aaron Jones to me is a big X factor, you know? We know what he can do out of the receiving game. We know, you know, he can have those big, huge. Games. I legitimately will we see a Aaron Jones big fantasy game in the playoffs, and I think that's yeah. the X factor. Yeah, like if I think if you do, they're in the Super Bowl. But they have the. That's the fun thing about this. The Bucks have the number one run defense. I I think this matchup is very. I legitimately don't know who's gonna win, and either way, who wins, you have Tom Brady, who has a chance to win his seventh. Seventh, wow, Super Bowl, uh, and become the Wayne Gretzky of the NFL, or you have Aaron Rodgers, who, who's, who's uh, just I think he is playing for his legacy. Yeah, yeah. So I just said I want to see. Aaron I don't Rogers think you'd be a top five quarterback if you don't make it to. I'm the so happy with this NFC Championship. I, didn't he make it to two? I thought there was a second one. Really? Just nope. The one. Just the one. Um. Wow. So yeah, and this is his last shot, right? Can we agree no, on that? I think he, of, he might have a couple. NFC, but. This they is they the just drafted shot. Jordan yeah. Love. Like, what's going on with that? See, this offseason for the Packers is also going to be insane because, like, you could legitimately have the conversation. Do you trade Aaron Rodgers? 
That's a great question for another podcast. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. <laughs> We're gonna break that down a, a different whole, day. We, we get a podcast. But isn't that a fun conversation week. to have? Yeah, because I mean, you I, can you make have the to argument. Have it. You can put it on big. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I definitely think the Packers are the favorite, and I love the matchup here because the Bucks defense is the best one left in the playoffs. Yeah, by far. I, think. I had I had Packers making the Super Bowl, not you know, the start of the playoffs, and I still feel really confident in no, that. No, didn't you have the Seahawks? No, I said start of the playoffs, start of the regular season. I had the Seahawks. Are you sure? I had the I, I had the Packers yeah, we all had winning the, the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I swear to God, somebody had the Seahawks for some we, reason. We all had the Seahawks know. making the conference championship. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. That was stupid. That was very silly of us. I um, expected Russell Wilson to not be garbage. Well, I thought he was going to cook, and he burnt his chicken. So, yeah, I guess, I guess the Rams, by the way. That's uh, that's looking real bad right now. Dude had like one Yikes. of the worst second half of a season I've ever seen. Yeah, he was well, garbage. Their entire s- and I don't want to get outplayed by Jared Goff with one hand. I don't want to get into a whole Seahawks tangent. Yeah, let's yeah yeah let's move. Anyways, on. this matchup was super fun. Yeah, like cool. Wow, like and whew. an even more fun matchup I think if Patrick plays. We're, we're, we're going disclaimer. Uh, Patty's playing. Patty's playing. He could podcast. have his heart could be severed. So I Bills don't think he would play. <laughs> okay, so Bills Chiefs. We're gonna talk about the Bills first though. So just I think this is an amazing Bills team. I mean, talk about the – it does give me the, the same vibe as, like, the Chiefs did last season. Just really inspired, yes. an entire franchise that's inspired to win. And I don't know, man. They got a lot riding on it. The Chiefs, you know, we, you know we've seen, you know, times where we could question their m- motivation and their hunger. Yeah. This is a game of, to me, whoever's hungrier wins. I saw the hungriest Chiefs <laughs> last game that I – than I have seen this entire season. You saw them against all odds in the fourth quarter with Chad Henney as their starting quarterback make it. They survived, and that was purely because of Andy Reid, 100%. Um, I don't think – that was probably the second or third best Chiefs game I have ever watched. Seriously. Just from a excitement standpoint, from an all-around standpoint, that gave me Chiefs-Vikings of last year vibes when the Chiefs upset the Vikings because they weren't supposed to win. They had Matt Moore at quarterback. And yeah. don't get me wrong, different scenario. But you're in the playoffs. You survived. The Browns are not a bad team. And Andy Reid has the balls to go for Which, Biggest by the way, balls. even before that, Chad Henney on third and 14 takes the ball and runs, which no one in the secondary thought was Literally happening. Literally one of the the craziest plays I've ever seen. And then just because it's a backup quarterback, you're not expecting. Yeah, like, and I was like, "What the?" F- and Chad Henney. This is not like a young backup quarterback. This is Chad Henney. He's 35. Henney for starter. Oh and my not god! Not only to follow up the third and 14, they're standing at the line. Tony Romo's saying they're five oh. wide. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Then they brought a running back back, and then Romo was like, "You know, they're gonna try to call him <laughs> offside." Yep, yep. There you go. Henney for starter, Henny baby. Henney baby. Um, We've been on the train. He's had that shirt for about a year and a half now. I know. And it, it I, I pulled out the Henny Prasada shirt, anyone not watching the video. It came to fruition finally. Whew. On fourth and one, the Chiefs walked up to the line, stood there, and Romo said, you know, uh, they're, look at their body language. They're not running a play. The defense okay. isn't expecting is anything. Me. Tony let's, said let, that. Let me finish okay. this. Oh, I've tried to finish it three times. I'm sorry. Um, Henny takes the ball, runs to the right, throws it to Tyreek to go to the AFC Championship. Nobody on the defense was – nobody in the stadium was expecting that. Andy Reid put it all on the table. He said, I have faith in what this team can do. I have faith in my backup quarterback enough to where 
he's going to throw a yeah. pass on fourth down to secure this AFC Championship berth. Yeah, so when are know. they trading Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> and letting him um, I think after this week. Yeah, I mean, let's trade him now if you can. Bro, Ty will go out there and throw five tutties if he plays this week. Um, I think this game was huge. I think this Chiefs defense looked like they did last year in the playoffs. Just inspired. They played hungry. stellar. They played stellar. Uh, and they made they made now in the begin actually in the first half they were giving up a lot of yards but they made plays at the right time yeah bend but don't break and yeah and they played how they did last year and they made plays at the right times and when they had to be inspired I saw Chris Jones there was a big moment where the drive where after the pick Chris Jones looks at the crowd which was rocking um and he just does does a little hype does a little hype thing where he gets the crowd he's like let's go. And that looked exactly like last year in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones says, no, we are hammering down. And a team like this can – I mean, Chiefs are now just going to get blown out by 60 now that I say this. But it really feels like a galvanizing win. Like, this is a statement win. We won without – It was an underdog we win. We won without Patrick Mahomes. Now he comes back, which we all say he will. Um, hopefully. Under the assumption he does. Under the assumption he does. I just don't see. Why I feel he really good play, about this. But I think the Bills are a good team, but I, if Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, I just thought about this. If they lose, you have to have a pod. You guys have to film a podcast right after. <laughs> right after. Yeah. At at the end of the day, we just want a Super Bowl. It's gonna be a great game. I'm excited for it. Exactly. The NFL is gonna be in a great situation no matter what. No matter what Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. You want a segue? Let's oh, do yes. A, you, just, you just want to do like the two-bowl matchup that you think will happen? Uh, no, let's rank our no, favorites. Let's, let's do the most like fun. Favorite? Okay. Yeah. Um, my personal favorite, Chiefs-Bucks. This one's a hot take, I think. Maybe not the way Talon's looking over there. Um, Brady going for his seventh. Either way. And <laughs> Mahomes going for his own legacy. Mahomes beating Brady in the Super Bowl would give him such a bump. Such a bump in the goat talk. And that singular ring would mean so much more if he played Aaron Rodgers, I think, personally. Um, And when you're comparing these two guys head-to-head, when you're saying at the end of their careers who the goat is, if Patty's sitting at, let's say, four rings and Brady's sitting at six rings still, you got to have Mahomes above Brady, right? Because that one Super Bowl that they played each other, guess who won? And these teams are very evenly matched. You have the best tight ends of all time going at it in this matchup. People forget about that. You have two elite wide receivers going at it. Wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, fun running backs. Their defenses are shaky at times, but but don't break. Yeah, but they're they're very similar. Yeah, Yeah. but they're fun. I mean, both these teams match up so well. The Super Bowl would be so fun, and for legacy perspective, easily the best one. All right, my my pick is a little bit off the ballpark here. Bills Packers. That's your best one. That's my best one, and there Uh, is there is no bigger pat like in a pure football standpoint, not like you know fanfare, in a pure passion standpoint. These are two teams who are desperate. You know, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl. They're not desperate. The uh, Brady, you know, you could make a case for it. Your Bucks haven't really been good, but I don't know. They don't give me that vibe. Aaron Rodgers is playing for his legacy. This team drafted a quarterback last year. He is mad. It would be nothing that he would want more than to go out here and win a Super Bowl. And that's on God. Just the biggest fuck you to the Packers ever. Ever. Like, oh, you guys drafted a quarterback? I'm going to go win a Super Bowl real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> and the Bills. 
They've never won a Super Bowl. They're owing four in Super Bowls, actually. I think yeah, and they got their Super first Bowl. playoff one in like that's a stupid amount of years. I only these say teams, these teams are desperate, man, and it would be oh no, they awesome. Are. It'd be like see insane. in my mind, and that it's not you gave very good reasoning. In my mind, that's the worst matchup. But the fact that that's the worst matchup that, yeah, says point. so like much we're, about we're these matchups. We're set for a good matchup either way, which is yeah. fun. Um. Well, I mean, I uh, see the Chiefs. Now, mine, so it's like mine's the basic one, and it's one we all predicted. But I think it's the perfect one. I think Chiefs Packers is is can't go wrong with it. You, you can't. I I think, I think if we have Bills in there, they're like Bills Bucks. It'd be a little weird. I think but like I, Bills I, Bucks is my second. I favorite. think if we have Chiefs, I think Bills Bucks would be the worst one. In the yeah, I I, I don't really like not like Bills. Let, Bucks. let me let me defend Bills Bucks. So you've got Brady going for his seventh. You have the very starved franchise. Dang, that's a cold whoop. That was a disgusting <laughs> face. You have how dare you? You have the Bills franchise starved. They got to the Super Bowl finally. Who do they have to go through to get them their ring? The guy who has been tormenting them for twenty years straight. Nah, I, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah, but exactly. it's still my worst though. It's still my worst. Yeah, but I, that, that's but just because all of them. But are it's still, still a good matchup. So, like I said, Packers Chiefs. It you know we wanted this last year because it's a Super Bowl rematch from the first ever Super Bowl. You now have two of the greatest quarterbacks, not greatest, talented quarterbacks in NFL history, and I don't really think there's any debate that those are the two guys. Talent wise, they're top, and you know I, I genuinely think these are the two best teams in the in the NFL. I think I think the uh, Chiefs Bucks game would actually match up a lot better. I will agree with you that. Um, and I would love to see Tom Brady and Patrick Holmes play another time because just add on to that little kind of mini rivalry that they've had of another passing of the torch. And also that would be a cool storyline if if Pat wins against Tom because you know there'd be so many callbacks to the 2018 AFC Championship game. And, oh, dude, I'm nerding out right now. Yeah, but that game doesn't even – does it matter anymore? If if like Mahomes beat him now, obviously if but Brady the, beat but him, but it would be like it would seriously be like the passing of the torch, like that people would talk about that. So I I just think this would be the best matchup, and um, either way the NFL's taking dubs. Yeah, dude, the fact that Josh Allen's a top three quarterback right now, and he would be probably the worst team to make it in, the worst face to make it in out of this whole group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Bills. So so let's say real quick who he thinks gonna win each of the conferences. So NFC, Packers. I'm gonna say Bucks. I'm gonna say Packers. I don't think home field advantage matters currently, and Brady's very used to freezing cold temperatures. Yeah, I I just think the Packers are rolling, and I think Aaron is gonna have a field day, and we'll see though. I like I said, I, it's not like a definitive like oh. Packers. I think it's almost. I want to say it. I still think the Packers should be favored, but I almost think it's sixty forty. I just think I just think it's their year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you I, could almost flip a coin and say who should win this game. And I'm okay with that. AFC Bills Chiefs. Chiefs. If Patty plays, definitely the Chiefs. I just. I mean, yeah. If Chad Henney's the starter, then obviously Bills. Yeah, I'd but. be favoring the Bills. But I don't see a way that Mahomes doesn't play on Sunday. Do you guys? I mean, the NFL. He's their poster boy. And my only problem. I, Pat Mahomes is playing. It's just what are we gonna get from him? That's the only scary part. Does it matter? Injured. It's an upgrade over Chad. Injured. Well, obviously, but I don't know. I think this is a tough one for me. I think this one's way closer than Packers Bucks for me. I think this one really? is toss up. Especially with him 
I I think I agree with you. Patty's playing. I no think it doubt. is a toss up too. I I mean, you have a guy who may or may not have a concussion. We'll let the NFL <laughs> decide that one. And a toe injury. I mean, dude's dazed and limping. Uh, the toe. I'm kind of iffy about the toe because it's he's just gonna load up on painkillers beforehand. He's just not gonna feel his toe in the middle of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. After the game, he might be like, "God damn, my toe hurts!" <laughs> I, but like, I, oh, I'm missing my toe. It's just shaking <laughs> in my shoe. I saw him limping. I don't know. This is gonna be a good good vibe. And I don't know. Like I said, this Bills team's hungry. I think both games are gonna be great. But I'm I'll go with Devils Advocate. I'll say the Bills. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I want the Chiefs to win. My my one thing is. When I saw the Chiefs the first half at the height of their powers, they looked unstoppable. And the last time I watched the Bills, they only put up 10 points against the Ravens at home. Yeah, That's my one thing. Their That's why I'm great. leaning towards the Chiefs. Their defense looked good. Yes, but, it did. You know, I I just – I think uh, we might see some might see some Josh Allen Texans type of plays. See, I just – I think Josh Allen's going to be the only part of this team that works this game. Maybe. I, I mean, mean – he threw for what over yeah, 350 the game before and yeah. three touchdowns, and they have literally no run game outside of him. Yeah, their run game is trash. So I mean, I think you know it'll be a close game, but I'm still taking the Chiefs. Man, but hey, Super I'm Bowl gonna reiterate it again. Super Bowl in less than three weeks. Football's over in if three I weeks. If I would have told that does oh, suck, but if I would have told you that <laughs> in August that we'd be sitting here talking about the Super Bowl. Dubs, fans, NFL, taking dubs all around. Yeah, the fact that we made it here is just yeah, I'm happy shocking. To be here. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. A lot of great football to watch this weekend, and some good basketball. Mix it in there a little bit, you know. Enjoy all of it. But man, we will see you guys next week for a jam-packed episode. Super Bowl. Peace. Oh my God, we get to have a Super Bowl special. <laughs>